Hey guys, welcome back to the Alpha Artist Podcast, official podcast of Digital and Creative Media Works, where each week we take something from pop culture and try to break it down to better understand it. My name's David. I'm James. You nailed the intro. I've actually one-upped Ben this time. Um, Get fucked, Ben. <laughs> Ben's not here, so we can dunk on him. Hey, sorry, Ben. It's, you're, you're, still my, you're still my friend. I still, Yeah, I still prefer you, Ben. So, so do I. To yeah. me? Wait. Mm-hmm, yeah, no, that checks yeah. out. Yeah. Yep. Um, to be honest, if the people could have it that way, it would be you and Ben running this podcast, and I would just sort of produce it, which we could make happen. Hey, Ben, I've got an idea for you. Me and you spin off podcast. BCM works. Ben Creative Media Works. Ben, ben Creative Media Works. <laughs> Should be BJ, but then you could get some uh, bad branding. Yeah, in there. it takes a so. weird turn. Yeah. Uh, but this week, uh, the reason that I've dragged you from the primordial is, I, I assume that's where you live, uh, is that we're talking about the futurism of Black Mirror Season 4. Because it's Futurism Month. And that's... It, it, oh, you're doing... Yeah, you're theming months huh? now. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, because what I realized uh, a while ago is that that was a really good idea because it meant that we could have some focus for a month and do some actual research to educate ourselves and then deliver useful, insightful topics. Yeah. With jokes also. I'm personally... Very excited that January, aka Jite Month, is over. Uh, it's and very back with February for futurism. Let's not bring up Jite Month again, <laughs> if you don't mind. Um, also, for those of you who are new listeners or don't know, we've started using the Patreon Lens app thing. Um, so if you are a Patreon paying, paying three dollars or more, you get a bunch of behind the scenes access in real time, which is kind of cool. So keep an eye out for that. Is that happening right now? Not literally right now. But because my internet's dog shit, but like it, it, you know, if it wasn't bad, we would be happening. Right <laughs> um, if it didn't suck, you'd be seeing some real dope shit. Exactly. Australia hates progress. So, the kind of way that I wanted to structure this episode is going to be a bit hanky because my initial thought was like, just go episode by episode. So, mm-hmm. that's kind of what we're going to do. But what I want to try and establish is what exactly this season's thesis is because. The other seasons didn't really have, like, a, any connective tissue, right? Mm-hmm. So, season one is very dissonant. Season two is very dissonant. Season three has stronger themes, but there's no thesis. Okay. Whereas I feel like this this season in particular has a really, like, pretty crystallized message between all the episodes. Okay. It, it deals a lot with, like, virtual reality and, like unreliable narration and a whole bunch of elements so what i thought we'd do if it's okay with you james is we go through each episode chat about it a bit have a little bit of a chat about it do some analysis and then at the end kind of try and decide what the fuck it is that they're trying to do with the show i would argue that we would do that anyway even if i wasn't cool with it so i think we should just yeah well that's do it that's a good point um so the first episode was the uss callister which is the star trek one yep well, and this one's kind of weird because it's not really a utopian society or a dystopian one. Right. Which is odd because a lot of the other episodes in Black Mirror are like, here's the normal world, but everyone has eye lenses. Or here's the normal world, but dating's different. Whereas this one very much felt like, here's the normal world, but VR is psychic now. <laughs> this, one's like, this one was, I've got a tiny little 3D printer. Did you lick a lollipop one time? You I, fucked I've forever. Got- <laughs> you trapped. You fucked. I've got your DNA. Which kind of implies a lot about, like, the way that they want to deal with constructive realities, right? Because one of the biggest things that Black Mirror does incredibly well, and don't quote me on this because some of it's bad, but a lot of the time when they deal with constructive realities like VR, they have this interesting approach. So that episode where um, it's basically Resident Evil, but it's inside your brain and it kills that guy. 
Um, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That kind of stuff is interesting, not just because it takes the concept of VR or constructive reality, but because it goes, well, what's like the end point? Like, where are we going to get to? At, at, at what point is the excitement of the thing not enough that it has to keep going? Whereas I felt like this one was very much, this is just a guy, like this nerdy guy who just is a bit evil and who yeah. also happens to be super, like, it's very different, I felt. It's it's a it's a it's a nerdy guy who is living out his very weird, not even, it's not even sexual, not which sexual, is the worst part because he removes all of their goodies. So they're all gone, which is kind of wild when you really think about it. I wonder if he programmed that, like he specific, like he was building this place with a vision in mind, and he's like, no genitals. That's what's wrong with my day. Well, the show's- get the goods out of there. The show's quite wholesome, in inverted commas. Like, Star Trek in general. Right. You never see anyone fuck. There's a lot of misogyny, but they never fuck or anything like that. So, Mm. that's just part of his, like, wish fulfillment, I guess? Which is kind of disturbing. Yeah, it's just a dude living out his really, really sick fantasies, kind of. Turns out he's, like, way, way more fucked up than anyone thinks. Oh, yeah, no, I trapped your kid in here forever. And I can kill him anytime. It's fine. What? That's like an insane. But then if you think about like the progression of, I mean, again, the ability to like recreate consciousness is insane. Like that to me is buck wild. Right. Because because I I guess that was part of the tech of the game in the first place where um, where you were able to like recreate your avatar. But he, he developed like a DNA thing that was able to pull them into the world. So that scares the shit out of me. That's one of those ones where like a lot of them you're like, ah. It's fine. It's a crazy dating app. It's cool. Whereas that one, I'm like, nah, fuck. Because that could, that's not bad. That's going to happen. That's the one that you were like, oh, fuck. The Star Trek, not yeah, the, dude. Not the, not the, the a dating app where you're like trapped in a shitty relationship for like random period of time nah, and you just have to do it. Because that, that at least to me is more reflective of my current reality. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm borderline living that. It's pretty much where I'm at right now, except without less, with less computers. Right. Okay. Whereas like, I feel like with the USS Callister one, like I know people like that guy who builds right. that, ga- like I know people who are that talented and smart, but like, just have no fucking concept of empathy or humanity. Like, I know a lot of people like that. And it scares the shit out of me that they might have the ability to do that in the future. That one, for me, lands really close to home. And that scares me that David knows so many people like that. Because that is very telling about who he is as a person. It's Ben Hill, co-host of the Outfriders podcast. (laughs) He's not here to defend himself. Yeah, he's too busy programming his game right now where he's got, where he's got all CGI of us in the versions system. of us trapped for infinity. And he's made me into a giant bug. Uh, but I, th- I think the point of that episode in particular is, gee, isn't it awful when nerdy people get access, like nerdy, like kind of fucked up people get access to wildly complex technology and the ability to recreate consciousness. And also when like someone is... I don't know. It's so weird because, like, he has so he's so gifted and he has so much like power, mm-hmm. but just none of that in real life whatsoever. Mm-hmm. He just bottles it up and he takes it home. He's like, "I'm gonna fuck with my with my right. CGI friends." It's very like I feel like he's in that realm of like, and this is an awful thing to say out loud, but I'm gonna say it anyway. Mm. It's like that kind of dangerous sociopathic tendencies that lead you to like people that do like school shootings or bombings. Like, it's that kind of. Right, yeah. Inability to take control in real life, so you have to exert it somewhere else. 
And that's kind of why online gaming is such a like. That's a, why World of Warcraft's so popular. Yeah, it's because a bunch of people you, that yeah, hated you, real people. Exactly. More. If you suck in real life, yet you go to these games that have a very like linear path of progression, and you can become like a god. Exactly. Yeah. Except yeah, yeah. in his one, he just is. He become. He is a god. And then also yeah. the people are real, and then he's just a god, and that's horrifying. Yeah. Yeah. I don't like it. It makes me very uncomfortable. Um. Next one on our list is Archangel, which is where the mother uses the tablet to see what her daughter does. I I, I fuck with this episode. I like this it one a lot. Pretty good. Also, the 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 daughter when she's older is an Australian actress who is in Puberty Blues, and she's incredibly good. Oh my God, and it's I like really like her. This th- this just tiptoed into like every conversation with my dad about like any actor. He's like, "Did you? He, oh, watching this new series and blah blah blah. And also, did you know the the lead character? They're Australian. It's fine. I can leave if you want." If you're going to be like that. (laughs) Uh, um, This is like a classic careful what you wish for thing, right? Yeah. Do you think it... So, why why, why you fuck with this one? Because you weren't too keen on the... Oh, because it's like... I like the idea because, like, first of all, a lot of kids nowadays really fucking suck and they're shit and they're awful people. Mm -hmm. And they're literally, uh, like, bullying each other to death. Constantly Um, 24-7 online and in person. Yeah, yeah. so I feel like if you have this little thing where you can, like, keep tabs on your kid... In this case, it was fine because her daughter was, like, chill. But until she started, like, snorting coke and stuff. Which, hey, we've all been in a van with a greasy guy and snorted some coke. Yeah. It's happened to the best of us. Which I would say came as a result of... Do you think maybe this is about, like, hey, this is what happens when you fucking bubble wrap your kids? I think it's... Yeah, like, it's basically... It's it's a classic narrative of if you try if you try to be overprotective you push people into doing dangerous things. Yeah. And maybe it's a case of you know, you want to protect your kids, right? So like if you're a parent, the one thing you want to do is make sure that your kids are safe. Yeah. But the truth is the world is an awful place and it's full of bad people doing bad things. What you should be doing is teaching them to insulate themselves against the charlatans of the world that will right. take them for for providing for what they them want. with the tools to deal with right. shitty stuff instead of instead of com- buying a tool, yeah, and then <laughs> exactly, hoping it works, yeah. and, and just blurring out everything that sucks, which is crazy. And then you know, even I think some of the saddest moments in that episode are when she's much younger, and she's trying to learn about the world, and it just starts to go blurry, and you're yeah. like, oh god. And imagine like growing up and just having like no, just no idea of like a lot, like no concept for a lot of shit. Because you can't, because it's just not it's, av- it's physical, not available to exactly. you. Exactly. Which, yeah. you know, when you think about that, that's a lot of the... Oh, God, that's like a lot of how religion tries to make people oh, think. That's, that's a big a analog point, there, actually. actually. Yeah. yeah. It's like, we're going to protect you from the world, and we're going to kind of archangel you. Maybe that's why it's called archangel! Oh, shit! Oh, shit! <laughs> Maybe it's Whoa! a religious thing! Because that makes sense, right? Like it's like trying to it's trying to parent you into the right kind of mold huh. where you can't you can't get access to stuff that would open your worldview and expand you beyond the kind of capabilities of what is in front of you. Yeah, fucking hell, that's a good point. We actually, cracked yeah, it. we did it, Together. solved it, we've done it, we, we solved, solved Black it. Mirror. No, that one I really liked. Um, yeah, especially like yeah, the story, the the whole the whole episode's great. And then when she beats the mother at the end with the tablet, I was like, dope. Yeah, exactly. I, I, we don't see a lot of people getting hit with tablets in film. Not enough. Not enough. Not enough. <laughs> Everyone's got one. It's a classic. But you don't I see, see anyone getting beaten with one. Nor beaten with an iPhone, which I'm keen to see. Oh. Just really clock someone across the face. Swear Black Mirror is it's filling filling that gap in the it's market. Filling the void. And you know what? Someone's got to do it. And I'm glad that it's Black Mirror. I'm glad that it's uh, Charlie wants his face. 
Booker. Booker. I don't know if it's Booker or Brooker, but it's Charlie. That one. Charlie the guy that made the show. Um, no, that's I fuck with that episode pretty yeah. as well. Next one is, I think, the it was the least high-rated one of the season. Okay. Like, on the star chart on IMDb. Which one um, is this one? This is Crocodile, which is where the oh. woman uses memories to track crime. Oh. I mean, in, it's not really, like, that episode, it's not really, it doesn't have anything to say. But it's just kind of, It's just pretty good. It's pretty fucking cool. Like, this woman just, I, I don't know, I kind of, I really dig that episode where it was sort of, and spoilers, obviously, but mm-hmm. like when you find out she killed the baby too, you go. I was like, oh, you just shit. kept going and going and go. I was like, oh yeah, fuck. Yeah. It reminds me a lot of like Fargo, where that it's like that progression of how do you become a serial killer, usually by accident, a step at a time, apparently, yeah, baby steps, and then like dealing with something that happens oh as a result God. of the thing you just did, and then dealing with that. Th- Oh my god, it just kept snowballing. It kept getting worse, and you're like, and made made worse by the fact that, like, that technology is what makes her become a serial killer. Because if she got got away with the first one, she would have been fine. Yeah, that's true. But it's the fact that that tech that lets that woman sort of, you know, visualize the memories and whatnot, that's what makes her into a killer. So the tech that has been invented to prevent killing and crime causes her to kill a bunch of people and do a bunch of crime. Which is like, yeah, that's the self-fulfilling prophecy of anything that's trying to prevent bad stuff. It's going to make more bad shit happen. Just that's a good wild. point, actually. Yeah. And, that, and that's, that's just life, ladies and gentlemen. Um, this was my least favorite episode only because I don't understand why... So, so the, the detective was a more interesting character to me than the killer. Yeah, but I understand why you have to have the killer's perspective so you can understand the context of what's happening. True, but I would have liked maybe a bit more time with the detective, just like by and large, because the split isn't—it's like sixty forty pretty much. We spent a lot of time with the killer and not a ton of time with the detective. Yeah, but I kept that the episodes about how you become a killer because of the technology. But I just kind of really like the setup of, of of her character where she sort of, you know, she has to work. It's kind of like Uber, where she has to work a lot for not a lot of money. But she has to keep working to chain together the money. And then, you know, her boyfriend or husband or whomever is sort of like, come on, like, you said you want to go to work this Friday. Like, I like that. He's like, you want to work this Friday? Like, I get it. You got to do it. Like, I, I like that kind right. of drawing the parallels between some of the systems we have now and, and just like work in the future, where I imagine that's kind of where we're all going. She's going to be <laughs> like, like, oh, if you stop, you earn a little bit less money. Got to push yourself to a little bit more work. And now you're dead and sad and homeless. And. That's and what, a serial killer. Apparently, yeah. Which is, you know, apparently a really easy, slippery slope. The only thing, like, the the sort of, like, beginning part where... I don't know, it just... I can see why maybe people didn't really fuck with this episode too much. Because mm-hmm. it kind of felt flimsy a little bit. Like, nothing really, like, too... Yeah. Sort of grandiose to, like, kick it off. Unless that's the idea, where it's, like... These quite mundane. small mundane things, sort of, and then it's like this next thing, and then it's next, and it's not these big events that makes you into a serial killer. It's just sort of like huh. these tiny little fuck ups keep happening, and you're just like fuck, and, and it's just you trying to up. deal with it, and but you're doing more bad shit. That's a really good point, actually, because if you think about the way that, like, j- the way that you fuck up your life, basically, isn't because films want it to be like this big bad thing where like yeah. you cheat on your wife and it's all over, Red Rover, right? But it's never that. It's always like. 27 baby steps that lead up to that exactly. one bad fuck up but the bad fuck up is also just another baby step exactly so maybe the reason That's... this episode didn't track well is that 
people weren't able to read the text in the way that they wanted to, which maybe is like a production flaw. I'm not sure what the issue there is, but yeah. that's actually a really cool premise is to be like, hey, this is how you one step at a time totally fuck your life up. And I feel like know. if there's and maybe you're watching this and maybe there's like something out there that does that takes that idea, these sort of like mini fuck ups and, you know, worse and worse shit is happening mm-hmm. in a real way. Maybe there is something out there like that. Tweet me. Let me know about it's, it. It's fine. my pixel persona because I think that could be because you're right. Like that could it could just be done a bit. If you take that concept, that same concept and you do uh-huh. it a little bit better, I feel like you could really do something. Yeah, like it's that's Fargo season one. Just really like the whole premise of that season with a lot of people. Yeah, if if you haven't watched it, that I I recommend watching. I that. haven't seen Fargo. Should I see that? Yeah, so okay. Fargo season one is mm-hmm. that story. It's like how do you get from like a normal like guy to okay the end point where you see in this. Okay. And it's really well, I gotta check that it's out. It's really great. It's so good. Um and also like it's set in Canada, so it's very delightful. Uh, with a lot of crazy murder and whatnot. But yes, nice. highly recommend. It. If you enjoy this idea and you're like, man, I wish someone made like a a, a protracted version of that that kind of explored it in length. It's Fargo season one. And then season two of Fargo is basically Grand Theft Auto, but in Canada. So <laughs> it's a great show. Um it's very natural progression there. I, I think so. Yeah. Um and the next one we got on our list is Hang the DJ, which was my favorite episode. And I Hand, think hands down, favorite. hands down, my favorite episode. Yeah, this this is like so. This is the episode for those of you who don't remember. Which is wait, how can you not? But it's where it's a dating app, except it pairs people and then like puts them through repeated simulations to see if they'll escape from a virtual reality, basically. Yeah, and it's all within the the phone or whatnot. What do you think the implication of this is that all of that actually happened? That's just the algorithm. What do you think? Is it creating like a virtual reality? Because I've seen a lot of people argue about that one online. I'm hoping that it's just because yeah, it's really dark. <laughs> <laughs> otherwise, otherwise haunting, terrifying, scary. You think? But this this episode is so it's fascinating, yet so disturbing at the same time. Like especially sort of like the midpoint where she's just like, it's training her fucking through dudes. Oh my God. Yeah. And I was just like, this is fucking so depressing. It's just like that, that, yeah, that middle build is like, man, being an adult's terrible. Like, you know, like even though it's like the simulated world, I was like, fuck, being an adult is the worst thing ever to happen to anyone. Yeah. Especially because like, you don't know that it's simulated until right at the end. Mm. So this whole time you think it's just people living their life. And it's just like, oh, fuck. And then you just, like, get with someone who really sucks. Mm. And it's like, yeah, two years. And you're like, what? It's It, it reminds I, me a lot. Of- I had this, like, feeling of, like, <laughs> you're wasting so much of your life. You're just pissing it away on these people. And it, because there's a date and there's, like, you know, it's like, it's going to end here. Mm-hmm. You know it's going to end anyway. Yet you're trying. But then there's something James- great about people I hate sort to of tell just you. throwing it into the ring and being like, ah, oh, fuck it, let's see if it works out. I hate to tell you, that's just uh, that's just relationships. The yeah. worst part about this is that it's like a bit too real. Like it's a simulated world, but it's like it's a bit too real. Like it makes me uncomfortable, not because it's like obviously the idea of forced relationships. You're like, oh my god, because you can just opt out of that in real life. You can be like, I'm just not going to date. You can just yeah. do that. Um, the worst part about this is the realization as you watch through that, like. As much as they're forcing people into relationships, mm-hmm. in regular society, there is an expectation that you will partner up and you will do these things. So even though it's not forced in real life, you kind of tend to follow those patterns anyway. Yes. A lot of the time. Yes. Which is the 
worst part about this. Yeah. Because I was like, fuck, I need to change what I'm doing. This is awful. <laughs> yeah. Like, it that's made me so, so uncomfortable. Because, yeah, no no one's, like, got a gun in your head and they're like, why don't you have a girlfriend? Or, like, if you do, they're like, when's the marriage happening? But every time you go to your parents for dinner, they're like, so, um, what's yeah. up? Oh, my God. Or, or any fucking wedding you go to. People oh, are like, my God. When's your wedding? And, and you it's go, just like, dog. Leave me alone. Jesus. Jesus. Maybe some people don't. Yeah. Believe in marriage maybe, and they just won't do it. Maybe rings are really expensive. And when are you going to have kids? What if, you know, what if, you what don't if want... people don't want kids? I got five cats. I ain't got no room for no kids. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? No, that is one... it's so true. There is that. Yeah. It sort of mirrors that social expectation. You can almost say it black mirrors it. Oh. <laughs> Screen cracks. <laughs> um, <laughs> sorry, I got a bit deep on that one. Uh, no, I, there's not much we can say about this that hasn't been said already, but I think from just, like, a textual perspective, it's such a good episode. So good. Um, I don't think you can write something more concise than this, and I think it tackles something in society that we don't talk about enough, which is that sometimes, like, relationships, like, and being expected to be in them, it's just really fucking shitty. And, like, we need more <laughs> stuff that's about that, like, you know- yeah. Eh, Stuff like Don John and 500 Days of Summer address that kind of head on, but it's nice to see it in sort of a, like a mainstream TV show, because it's less, you know, Friends is all about who's going to get with who? Also, what are they? It's crazy adventures. Right. But like, it's nice to see, you know, Gilmore Girls, the entire thing ostensibly is like, what's going to happen to Rory? Who's she going to be with? And it's nice to see someone be like, hey, maybe this is a really toxic trend that we're encouraging. Of, like, people to be in a relationship just because they should be instead of because they want to be. And that, I think, yeah, I think that's, like, a really important message. And it's, you know, nice to see it crystallized a bit in TV that's super accessible. And it's kind of probably the reason that it got such high ratings, this episode. Yeah. Next one's a great one, which is Metalhead, which is the Mad Max one, but it's in Scotland and with dogs that are drones. How did you feel about this? Because a lot of people were pretty split. I, you know what? I really enjoyed it. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, I think I saw some people being like, uh, at, at the end, you know, that they sort of risked it all for a box of teddies or whatever. And people were like, that's, that's bullshit. <laughs> it's like, yeah, that's the part you're taking issue with the box of teddies. Not the There's drone like dogs. These fucking drone dogs, like literally hunting you down, but that's the issue. Too. Okay, fine. Interesting. Um, but I think, I think that's interesting because isn't there like some kind of maybe you know, comparison between, like, here are these, like, cold metal, yep. you know, pro- like, they're just hunting people down to kill them versus, like, these humans went out to risk their lives for a fucking box of tape. Like, emotionally isn't, driven. Isn't that the most human thing ever? Yeah, exactly. Isn't, isn't that the antithesis of, of robots and systems is to put your life on the line to make someone else a bit happier, if possible. Exactly. Like, I don't think you can get a more fucking positive message. Like, I don't think it's possible for someone to be like, hey, isn't this why humanity's great? And then for someone to be like, I felt cheated by the end. Fuck off. That's the laziest reading of anything I've ever heard in my entire... I don't know if it's because, like, people lack the ability to, to, like, make connections between the thing you're watching and its meaning. Because this is pretty fucking obvious, I felt like. Right. When you get that end shot... Like, it's not, like, if, if they'd done that end shot and it had been, like, a box of AK-47s or something. Right. You'd be like, that's so you'd dumb. You'd be like, that's stupid as fuck. But it's because it's Teddy's. You're like, oh, fuck. Like, you... Yeah, like, There's, like, an emotional the, reaction. The, yeah, exactly. Like, that's the point. It's people, they're emotionally driven. They just want to... They are risking it all they just for this... They want to help each other. Exactly. Because that's ultimately, like, in a scenario like this, all you have left 
is the people around you. And if you can't like, if you can't put yourself on the line to make them, uh, to make their lives a bit better, what's the fucking point? And it's not even like an apocalypse thing, right? Like, I, I think the, the message of this kind of extends beyond that. I, th I think this, and we'll get to this in the next episode, but I think the thesis of this season is directly tied to the ending of this episode because when you think deeply about it, what Black Mirror exists for is to be like, hey, society's fucked and, like, technology is going to get us into bad places if we let society keep going the way it is. Mm -hmm. We're in a part of history right now where in 20 or 30 years, if we're all still here, people are going to look back and be like, can you believe this kind of stuff that they did and the, who they voted for? Like, it's going to be one of those eras, right? And I think that this episode in particular is, is as much as it's about an apocalypse, mm -hmm. it's also about just now, where you're in a world that's hostile, there are people who um, are treating others like their their mechanisms and like their value like their value is based on their ability to sort of produce things, um, which is sort of very much like sort of Hitler's model of of the way he dealt with people. And I think this episode is trying to draw a parallel there and say, hey, maybe maybe the thing that we should latch onto isn't oh well, what was the point of that? It was just to make someone feel better. Like, oh, we should, and you know, people are like, SJWs, it's just, uh, that's a waste of time virtue signal. It's like, yeah, but if it makes someone it's a bit happier, really. like, isn't that what it's all about? Like, uh, why are you fucking bothering if, if you're not trying to make people just a bit happier in, in your general vicinity? And I think this is a good, like, metaphor, well, it's a direct analog, basically, for the way you should treat people in your life. It's not about, oh, well, it's not going to change the world. You can't change the world, you're one person. Maybe just fucking get a box of teddies for fuck's sake. Buy some flowers for your friend. Like, it's not that fucking hard. Exactly. They, you know that there's going to be people watching this going like, what a fucking idiot. It's about robots. Dumbass. <laughs> what a dumb. It's about solar power robots, dipshit. You stupid fuck. fuck. Yeah, it's a good point. It's not, though, I will it? say, though, the fuck was that chick doing fucking around for so long at the house? What do you mean? What was she, uh... After she sits in the tree and she gets she gets the robot to shut down and then she fucks off and then she finds the house or whatever. I think she was just... Oh my God, she was taking her time. I think she was... She, she did get... Didn't she get juiced with the trackers or whatever? No, she got all the trackers out. She got juiced again with the trackers. Ah, that's, that's right. Fucked her. Well, I guess she was probably in a lot of pain, James, and she hadn't slept either. Oh my God, so well... She didn't sleep at all, so I think she maybe was a bit off again. A bit off her game, and I think yeah. it'd be maybe a bit critical of this, this woman. But no, she did take a fucking long time. I'll she tell you that really much. fucking just dragging her feet on that one. And also, like, the first thing you go for is the keys. Like, you plan your escape route yeah. first. You don't, just get the keys and fuck off. You get them. You look, and I, I, she did look for them, but she took a fucking minute to do it. Ugh. Like, you get those keys first. That's rule one of post-apocalypse. Exactly. Man, Max ain't fucking around with no keys. It's, just, it's, like, it's, the, it's the same shit that you see in horror movies. When someone's being chased uh, by a killer and they, they run upstairs, it's like, what are you? What they, they can do stairs? They have legs. They they know stairs like you know stairs. Get out the front door. Get, get, jump out the window. Do still, anything. all the good stuff that he said about teddies and kindness and it's stuff. Good. Yeah, uh, that yeah, that monologue, all of that. Uh, yeah. Last one is the most for me contentious, and Don't. we'll get into it. But it's Black Museum, which is mm -hmm. the one where we get to kind of follow someone through this museum of artifacts that kind of attempt to tie together. So some of them are like complete vignettes that have nothing to do with the rest of the Black Mirror episodes. But a few of them tie together elements of previous episodes to form a kind of world a bit. And that was really odd to me. So you okay. get San, San, Cla San Clarita Hospital, which is the hospital that in the episode where when you die, you go to the, the place where you can live forever in the... This is like a, a previous season previous episode. Thing? Yeah. Yep. 
that's the same hospital as that. Mm-hmm. And there's a few more nods and winks to a few other episodes throughout, which yeah. I'm fine with because I like the idea that maybe there's like sort of divergent worlds within Black Mirror where it's like this is all contained within one world. Mm-hmm. But a few things from a world building perspective that I fucked with pretty hard in this episode that like ju- I was like, that's fucking dope is the idea of just like fucking solar charging your car by you just whip out the solar panel, put it on the back. That was fucking cool. But that was really. I was just like, "That's a great idea. Why don't we have that?" I, th- I, I, that is not where I thought you were going to take that at all. But yeah, okay. Well, that one I just thought was like we should have that now for all electric of, cars. All of the things in that episode that you could have like <laughs> taken I, issue with, listen, or like been like, "Hey, this was cool," or "This was interesting." You were like, "You know what? Solar panels." You know I car. fuck. Fuck yeah. You know I fuck with transport, James. Okay. <laughs> he does. I, I guess. do. Can't stop me from fucking with transport. Yeah. Uh no. <laughs> so- <laughs> That's pretty transport. cool, though, right? I fuck with transport. What are you? What are you doing right now? Listening on a bus or in your car or something? Fuck, fuck, I fuck yeah. with that. Yeah, you're, you're fucking right there with. You in your kitchen? Throw your phone out the fucking Get window. Get the fuck out of here! Get out of here! I'm with transport right now. Put it in the bin. Put it in um, the bin. <laughs> shit. So this episode, I thought, were, like, I think you said before we started recording that it was mm-hmm. like a bunch of ideas that they clearly couldn't make into a full episode. I, obviously, it was. Clearly, they had, like, a bunch of, like... They had a pile of, like, ideas that were half-baked that couldn't fill out a full episode. And they were like, ah, oh, fuck it, we'll clip show it. We'll, ba- we'll bang it in there. Yeah, we'll show. do a whole bunch in, in one, which I thought was kind of cool. And a lot of them were just, like, really fucking disturbing, which yeah. was great. I like the, the dude one who with- was, like, getting his rocks off, like, oh. hurting himself and stuff. Mm-mm-mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then he started chopping bits off, and I was like, no, <clears throat> I feel bad. Like, I had that, you know when you watch something and you feel, like, physic- you physically react to it? Right, yeah. I was so repelled by that. I was like, ugh, God. Like, it's so awful. I was just like, man, this guy's really horny He's for really pain. He's really fucking horny for pain. But he needs <laughs> that. so juiced He needs that climax. So yeah. So I get it. But I think one of, the, one of the reasons I felt like this was maybe a weaker episode was, from the start, like, when the air conditioning isn't working, it's, like, a bit of a convenient plot contrivance. I thought to have him sort of like he's you know he's like the aircon's broken. Mm-hmm. He didn't really need that. He could have just been like continually turning the aircon down because of the poison. Like it was just weird that they thought they should do both because he's sweating and he's like, oh, the aircon's broken, right? Because she broke the aircon, right? But why did she break the aircon? Like there was that it wasn't directly related to the plot because she poisoned him. Oh, because of the water, I guess. Maybe yeah. She broke the aircon so he was hot, so she offered him water. But I feel like he should have gone out and checked the air conditioning unit. Like, it's just a bit convenient that he didn't do anything. True. I don't know. It just seemed odd to me. That's all. Like, it wasn't like a thing where I was like, fucking idiots, you didn't think this through. But it, like, she could have just... There's other ways you can convince Also, someone. I just, like, super wouldn't uh, drink a bottle of water that was already open that a stranger gave me. You could just... Hot today, isn't it? Poison water? Sorry, water? Also, that's his office and where he lives. He must have taps. Yeah. So I'm sure he's got water. He must have water. It's- is the is the only like, this idea <laughs> that like the aircon's out? I am fucked. I'm fucked. Do that's- you have anything that can cook? Oh, thank God, bottle of water. My moisture is. I absorb it through the skin I from the aircon. I am absolutely dry. I'm parched. I need to moisten up. Yeah. So that what was got- that was kind of the thing that afterwards I was like, why did that? Because there's a few easy fixes for that. But I was like, that's fine. I was like fine with it at yeah. the time. Sometimes but, stories just do that because they're like, ah, oh, fuck it. We need to get into this somehow. Uh, uh, breaks the thing, gives him a bottle of water anyway. So skip past that. Uh, and now yeah, but it's like, you, you get, you get, it's a TV show. You get a few drafts of it. You get a few yeah, runs at it. And your editor goes, and also that's your job. Maybe just write it. Better. Yeah. Your editor goes, hey, that's kind of lazy. And you go, oh, fuck it is. And then you go, great. I'll change it. Not, it's kind of lazy. Yeah, fine. 
Like, you don't just go, yeah, that's all right. Unless you're fucking George Lucas. But, like, that... Yeah. Shots. Shots the drive-by. Yeah. Um, no, it just, like, bothered me. Because everything else was so well done this season. But that, I was like, what? You, why would you drop the ball on the last one? Like, right. you guys got tired of it? You're like, fuck, we gotta pump out that last one, huh? Shit. Eddie's I feel like the, the whole last episode was just, like, a Frankenstein, you know, mishmash, a mashup, a mashup of ideas. So they were just like, I'm not really eh, fuck it. it. I'm not remixing that for you. I'm not putting dubstep behind that. Okay. I but really I appreciate yeah. it. I super wish you would. But yeah. <laughs> it it's just fine. felt lazy because. Lazy writing, lazy editing. So. So, you know, we all have our sins. <laughs> um, <laughs> all have our sins. And one of mine is my obsession with transport because I fuck with it hard. Yeah. Um, I guess, like, the reason that I. F- like, it was that combined with the fact that she kind of got away with. Like, she, she kind of walks out and she's done the thing and it's like a very, like, heroic ending or whatever right which i don't hate because other episodes of black mirror have done that but they're not the interesting ones to me like one of my favorites is that episode with john ham where it's like the the christmas one and it's you know they're in that kind of virtual reality and he's trying to get this guy to confess to a crime and it's incredibly complex and detailed and super interesting and it deals with time and it jumps around and shit whereas ever like this was just kind of it's a bunch of vignettes and then she did the thing that she'd done and then he died and i was like okay well but why do you did. think maybe because this one, it's kind of like one of the things that Black Mirror kind of does is they explore not ideas that people haven't like, haven't explored before, but they sort of they do it in a way that is kind of fresh and new, mm-hmm. and that kind of feels stale and old. Where it's like, yeah, peace out, fucked shit up, I'm out of here. Yeah, it's like I killed the guy that killed my dad. Yeah, get fucked, cunt. Like that. Yeah, that that kind of yeah. lazy sort of. We did it, yeah. Like you know, it's like Batman kind of like you know killing the guy that killed his parents. You're like, great. Yeah, don't, whatever. Like, don't give a shit. Super good. Like, yeah. I think that's maybe a part. That of was it. also another thing. Is like, did you care? Mm. Did you kind of, like? I, like, we don't know who this girl is, and then it's like, haha, I know this person, and also I'm here to burn this down. It's like I don't get. I don't. Why do you need to burn it down? I don't know. I just didn't really have any connection with that. Yeah, um, it was. It was. A, it was a. I thought it was a clever idea they had, but I think yeah. the execution was lacking. Yeah, I, I kind of wasn't connect. Like, I didn't give a shit about like or or, and i wasn't surprised you're like oh what yeah you were like okay you just kind of was like all right yeah because they didn't i think because they didn't open with the main attraction even like alluding to it properly you know because if if at the start she'd been like oh this is the like when she pulls up to it she's like oh this is like if you had some indication this is the place where they they have a guy that you can electrocute repeatedly right then you would have seeded that element so when you finally get to it and you spent the whole episode being like, get to the main attraction with yeah. the guy. That you're cl-. And she goes, that's my dad. You'd be like, oh, oh that's his daughter. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. there's no seating. The payoff doesn't exist. Yeah. Which is just not great. It's kind of like, yeah, it's like someone else is telling a different yeah, story. Got- and then halfway through, they're like, oh, also like this is uh, loosely related. And you're like, oh, is it? And then they're like, oh, yeah, it's done. You're like, oh, yeah, actually, there's there's uh, there's the seven Horcruxes. And then... You- it's Voldem- Voldemort, he, and then he. It's kind of a bit like that almost, but like Harry Potter. It's all these bits. Yeah, all these bits that don't really make sense, and you kind of have to retroactively kind of put them all together. Uh, why am I drive buying Harry Potter so much? It's fine. Yeah. Um, it's not a lot of shots in Harry yeah, Potter. Yeah, well, only one. My previous one was at George Lucas. No, I, I, think, I think from that, though, we can extrapolate a bit of the thesis for this season, because I think it's a bit more clear than the others, just in general. Do the other seasons have sort of like an overarching <sighs> thing that they're the, touching on? or The first one was just like, Hey man, isn't society real rotten? Isn't this so weird? And also, he fucked a pig. He fucked a fuck pig. Isn't that strange? It's, it's like for, season one is very much about connectivity and social media ruining people's ability to moralize. 
Um, okay. Which is kind of, you know, the, a lot of the seasons are about that. But this season in particular deals less with... Because social media is a big thing in season three as well, where the first episode is that woman who uh, they rate everything. Yes. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's a big kind of theme in that season. Whereas, your whole sort of like currency and self-worth or whatever. It's based on... Yeah. Them. Yeah. Yep. Whereas I feel like this season in particular was... They kind of did something different, which was going like... The big question it asks is like, what is reality? That's a common question this season. Is reality the way that, you know, the guy in the last episode tells the stories? Did it really happen that way? Did it not? Um, you know, the way he describes saving or putting the person in the bed, did it happen, did it not? You know, uh, the reality of the dating app, the reality of the first episode, which is like, are the people in his machine, in his VR, are they real? Is that reality real? Right. So I think this season deals a lot with like, what is existence and consciousness? Okay. It, particularly because the last episode, they spend like a lot of it being like, she's in a bear like a lot of it's dealing with like what happens when consciousness is out of your control she's in someone's head so i think the thesis must be somewhere around consciousness but because that last episode rewards her for punishing him i'm confused as to the message because really what that episode that last one is trying to say is you shouldn't fuck with people's consciousness because that's theirs, and then when you do that, you're going to cause bad things, and you should be punished for it if you exploit that, right? Okay. Because he exploits her father, and then punishes him repeatedly, and then uses it to make money. And then he exploits and ruins the life of the wife, who he puts in a teddy bear, right? What if, what if the whole overarching sort of idea is just the loss of control? Uh, yeah, and I, yeah, it super is, though, isn't it? Because that would tie in sort of like the metal head, um, yeah, uh, episode she as can't, well. Yeah, she's out of control of the world. Even in the even in the in the Star Trek one, ultimately his punishment is to lack control because he took control from them. Yep. You know he's he's in this unblinking void. The dating app. They're just trapped in these they're relationships. They have, no they have no control of it. Um. You know, uh, I think even to an extent, like Crocodile, she's out of control of her actions because. The memory, you know, the, the the detective with the memory ability to track her is pushing her further out of control. She's spiraling, you know, to the extent where, like, they're out of control on the road when they hit the cyclist at the start of it. I think that that's kind of the overarching, that's the connective Ooh. tissue, right? Yeah. Because I think ultimately what this season is trying to say is that when you lack control, what ends up happening is a lot of bad shit. But that's only if you try and exert so much control, much like in the episode with the with the tablet, so she can see through uh, his eyes. Croc- oh no, no, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, the Archangel. the the exertion of control over her daughter is ultimately what causes all the problems. Yeah. Whereas the the most successful life in that kind of context would be in the last episode of, of the season, where the only thing she's in control of is her actions, and she's actually able to manipulate him. Uh, and and not give away that she's in control of the situation. And it's the explicit control that seems to be the issue in a lot of this. It's people deliberately deciding to control others versus just sort of, yeah, I guess, like, being able to be in control without hurting other people. Perhaps. You know, the the guy who's sick in that last episode with the toes and cutting shit off, he's out of control because... He tried to tap into something that was sort of maybe beyond his abilities. Crocodile, um, where she's 
the more she tries to gain control over the, worse over the situation, gets. the worse it gets. Fucking hell. I think, yeah, the whole season is about that. I think we've, yeah, that's that's ultimately, like, if you're going to tell someone what this season's about, I think it is about, like, the loss of control and it's about what happens when you try and exert too much or when you yeah. exert too little. And, and you know, I think ultimately it's bad, like, it's bad anyway because you never have control. Life is random. Life is full of chaos. The only thing you can do as Metalhead suggests, the only thing you can do, because life is this chaotic mess where control is impossible, the only thing you can do is be kind. Because you've got to go get the teddy bears. You've got to make other people feel happier. Right? Life is chaos. Be kind. Wow. I think that's the message. I felt you, I felt you like, you know what I mean? Like tying it all together and coming to that yeah. like final Oof. logical conclusion. Oh, we didn't plan that, but fucking hell. This is that's a great good. season of television. Shit. I think we did it, James. That's we did the we we did hey we did it we solved Black Mirror we did it um but it's that time of the week if you got any recommendations what have you been watching playing Ooh. listening to copping Pla- I mean again playing still just just fucking chugging away with Zelda Breath of the Wild Oof. I really feel like I fucked up getting the Switch and being like yeah the first game I'll play is Zelda Breath mm-hmm, of the Wild because mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. like a total fucking time pit. I'm still playing. There is so much to do. I've only killed two of the divine beasts and I've spent so long in this game. It's a Um, long time. My recommendation is if you, if you uh, bought a switch recently, or if you're about to buy one, do not start with (laughs) get Zelda, but don't play it first. It's too good. And you will, you will just get sucked into it. And it's a goddamn nightmare. Might be the best game ever made. Might be the best game ever made. And that's a discussion for another Jesus, day. Jesus, that's but it, a no, fucking- But it could be. It's a statement. I'm making a video on it, but it could be. Um, uh, recommendations. Uh, just finished a book called Start With Why. Life-changing. If you're into that stuff, not going to elevate a picture because it's very good. Just go check it out if you're into- Go peep it. Uh, if you're into sort of like, you know, life having a reason and stuff. Just and like sort of, what we talked about. Yeah. Almost because you, you listen to this episode or watched it. So maybe you're interested in that. Ties in. Ties in very nicely. If you if you fuck with the last thing David said to tie it all in and caring about people and all that stuff, you'll that probably book. you'll probably fuck with it. Yeah, that's good. Uh, I'm trying to think of like if I have anything to contribute to this because I've been so busy. Um, I've I'm still playing Subnautica Current Darkest Dungeon. I'm like I've got a fucking problem with those two. He does. I, I see it pop up in my little. It's sting. constant. I just can't David's stay away. Subnautica. But from this episode, I'm gonna highly recommend Fargo season one. If you like the ideas in that episode of Black Mirror, check out Fargo Season 1. I'm going to peep it. I recommend watching the TV show before the film. The film is the same plot as Season 1, okay. but you'll get more from the season of TV before you watch the film. Because the film is... Do been- you think, should you go Season 1, film Season 2? Yeah, because Season 2 is okay. not related to Season 1. Okay. They're sort of anthology seasons. Um, so you could just do Season 1 and then not touch it. Yep. And you'd Don't. be at the end of that story, which is... The perfect TV show for me. Yeah. Um, yeah, that. Uh, I've been listening. Uh, Missy Higgins has a new se- song out that I... It's so good. Um, so, if, if you're a big Australian music fan, Missy Higgins has a new song. That's fucking incredible. So I haven't heard the name Missy Higgins in a very yeah. long time. Um, she's one of my favorite singers. So, you can you can peep that. Uh, she's... Yeah, she's incredible. Uh, that's all I've got. I think the only other thing that I was going to recommend was my antagonist video about the Star Wars prequels. The first one is out. Finally. I nearly died making it, but it's 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 here. You can watch it. Uh, the links are in the show notes, as always. But that's that's my last recommendation because I just think you should share in my pain. Yeah. Uh, James, I haven't I haven't seen it yet, but I've seen the thumbnail, and the thumbnail's fucking dope. Took a long time to get it that hot, but I tell you what, it's hot to try it. Uh, but it's that time of the week, James. Where can people find us? 
Facebook. DCM Works Social. Twitter. At DCM underscore works. Patreon? Yeah, patreon.com slash DCM works. Uh, if you subscribe for more than $3 a month, you get access to our Patreon-only podcast, Open to Suggestion, where last week, I think on... Oh, I think this week was on Monday. Uh, we put up an episode where Aaron and I, my editor for my books, talk about Blade Runner 2049 at length, and we discuss what makes a sequel a sequel, what makes genre work, and ultimately, we spend a lot of the time bashing on Harry Potter. So look forward to that if you want. You should, like, you should when, when like, the book's all done, dusted, finalized, you mm. should, like... Put a chapter out to the Patreon boys. Oh, defs. Patreon defs. boys and girls, you get a free chapter. Oh, they're going to get a free chapter. They're going to love it. Hell yeah. They're going to fuck with it pretty hard, I think. Oh, uh, yeah, so you can check that out. Uh, Interface Part 6 is going up sometime in the next two weeks if I can fix the audio. It's been a nightmare, so keep an eye out for that as well. But becoming a Patreon helps us out, and it's a subscription service, so you get stuff back. It's not a donation. Uh, you can do that. We're also using the Lens app now, so you can see some fun behind-the-scenes pics and vids, should you desire that. Also... Uh, and if you want to buy some merchandise like this delicious pillow, redbubble.com slash people slash DCM works. Uh, we've got t-shirts, pillows, uh, wall canvases. We've got acrylic blocks, mugs, all acrylic that good stuff. Acrylic blocks? You can just get like a acrylic block of the logo if you want. Sure. Why not? <laughs> Should you desire. Yeah. Um, I think that's Pop all. Pop it on the, your shelf. That's all the places, I think. Um, everything else is in the show notes if we've missed it. But as always, I'm at DCM Hey Pie. I'm at my pixel persona. And we will see you guys next week. Bye. Goodbye. Bye now. But <laughs> thanks thanks for having us. Oh, thanks. Uh, thanks for having me. Oh, where are you going? Where, where are you going? Don't, don't walk away from me. No, he's gone. No, he's gone. Yeah, fuck him. It was probably a song that reminded me of it. Or I'd done an Arnold's What's a Nigga voice. Writing is definitely an isolating thing. From an yeah. outside perspective, that's weird as well. It makes fun. us look really um, mental. But that is because of what it kind of said about art. Did I? That had fun in bits. There were fun bits. We, went and, we went and bought a value pack of straps. Oh my god, board. we did. There is a big lesson here to learn about storytelling. Sipping a Rockstar. This, this episode brought to you by Rockstar Energy Drink. Um... Taste the, rainbow. taste the star. Isn't that the Skittles? <laughs> Isn't taste the rainbow the Skittles? Taste the rainbow Skittles, but I I want you trying. To I want you it. to taste the star. Taste the. What does a star taste like? I don't know. Let's find, um, but we can find out together, I guess. That's the other thing. Like I read this book recently, and people like someone actually said elevator pitch it to me, mm. and I was just like, no. <laughs> She's like, no, it's no, fine. it's very good, and it's I'm, kind of. It's kind of life-altering in a way, so I can't just elevate a pitch it to I'm you. fine, but thank you anyway. I appreciate it, but no, nah, it's, it's cool. Go fucking... If you're that interested, go read a synopsis, mate. Mm. Okay? Gonna well, talk to me a, for more than 30 seconds, you dipshit. I'm not going to elevate a pitch you a book that is uh, life-changing. And that book is Harry Potter, The Half-Blood Prince. And The Philosopher's Stone. You got it.